Hello, everybody. We are just about ready to start the SACPA season. If everybody can take a seat. I'd like you to welcome you all to the first session of Southern Alberta Council of Public Affairs for this fall. And it looks like a fantastic crowd we have. Even though the weather is beautiful outside, we found time to come and have some camaraderie. My name is Knut Peterson, and I'm the moderator for today's session. And I'd like to remind uh, everybody that the, the session is being recorded and it is available on our website, sacpa.ca. So if any of your friends are not able to be here, you, they, can speak, they can listen to it if they log on. Uh, the process is that uh, we put $10 in the basket in the, on the, at the table to pay for your meal. And I'd like to also... Thank University of Lethbridge for being a big-time sponsor of Southern Alberta Council of Public Affairs. And I'd like to thank Country Kitchen Catering for doing a fantastic job of feeding us. Uh, we are a volunteer organization, and we rely on volunteers to make things go around. And... Uh, I can't say enough about the SACPA Board of Directors. They're very forthcoming when we start putting something on. Uh, the outline of the presentation is 30 minutes or 25 minutes presentation by our speaker. Then we have lunch, and then the question periods follows. We wind up by... 1.30 usually. I'd like to present the speaker, Mr. Guy Boulier from uh, Fort McMurray. He's going to speak on Alberta MLA's dilemma, party policy versus constituents' wishes. I don't know if you remember, but back in July, Mr. Boulier voiced his opinion about a long-term care facility in Fort McMurray that had been promised for, for several years, and all of a sudden it got, uh, if not canceled, postponed. And uh, Mr. Boulier spoke up and uh, voiced his opinion, was promptly kicked out of caucus, and... Uh, he sits now as an independent, uh, so I think we need to listen to what he has to say about that. He is a, he has a rare combination of private, public, and academic experience. He worked in the oil sands, and he was also the first mayor. Or he was a mayor of Fort McMurray, and and he got the uh, Communities up there put together, so it's a it's 
one large organization. He was elected to the to the legislature 12 years ago, and he's been uh, Minister of Municipal Affairs, Minister, Minister of Environment, and Minister of International, Intergovernmental, and Aboriginal Relations. He's currently teaching school uh, at business at the University of Alberta. He has his uh, master's degree in public administration from Howard, a business degree from St. X University at, in the Maritimes, and, a, and an education degree with honors from St. Mary's also in the Maritimes. Uh, with no further ado, I would like you to give Guy a warm welcome and a Southern Alberta warm welcome. Well, thank you very much, Canood. Uh, I, I want to say what a pleasure it is to indeed be back in Lethbridge. And, and also, I want to say in your invitation to speak. But I, I first of all have to um, say how much I enjoyed your introduction. But I, I want to share with you that my uh, grandfather, um, he had a grade six education, my grandfather. And I'm called after my grandfather. And he was a coal miner. And uh, my grandfather uh, certainly taught me more, I can assure you, than any Harvard professor or any one of those universities. And uh, he always said, Guy, just remember, you politicians, the whole problem with common sense is it's not so common with you guys sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I uh, certainly take that, took that to heart, uh, and he has since, uh, since passed on. I want to say today that uh, first and, and foremost uh, in my address, this has been my first opportunity to speak in public. Uh, I've, of course, spoken to the media, but I have not addressed any group uh, during the entire summer since this event took place in July when I was representing uh, my constituents, our seniors, on uh, commitments that were made. But uh, before I do that, I want to recognize uh, one of my colleagues in the legislature, Bridget. And Bridget, I want to let you know, my wife and I, we're a bit late starting our family, but my wife and I had her son just two years ago. So our son is two and a half years old. And Bridget, I want to say publicly, Bridget, give my son a book that we still read at nighttime. And he's learning a lot more today than he did when, when it was six months old. He wasn't listening to his dad at all. <laughs> so I know I have lots more to learn, but I want to thank Bridget for that and your kindness uh, in, uh, in giving uh, my wife and our son uh, that book. It's special to us. I also want to say that my story, really, as an MLA, in terms of representing my constituents, I realize that I am the only thing that stands between you people and lunch. So I'm going to try to expedite uh, my speech. And, uh, and to talk about uh, some very uh, important points to cover off what has happened. But basically, um, back in uh, July, our senior citizens, who I believe are truly the architects of this great province of ours, they are the people that have built this province, and I believe it's a value that is shared by all Albertans. Albertans who decide who their leaders are, who their premier is, and who their MLA is. And so from the context of who built this province with their seniors, I want to say that I had the honor of being the mayor of Fort McMurray as the youngest city mayor. 
But our city, as you probably have read in the media, um, our city has just over 90,000 people. So it's of similar size to to Lethbridge. And I want to say today, about two and a half years ago, I uh, represented the government. I was then Minister of International Relations. And the Cabinet agreed that a city of that size should have an acute care uh, facility. And quite simply, if you can imagine today, could you imagine Lethbridge not having a long-term care facility? And in fact, quite contrary, one would think you probably need even more. And so a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, I announced on behalf of the government that the government recognized that a city of that size, not having a long-term care facility, that it's certainly under the report that was done, it is required. And the reason I say that was the third floor and the fourth floor of our hospital were housing over 55 senior citizens in acute care beds. And that presently continues to exist today in Fort McMurray. So what happened was back in April, if I could take you back just for a moment. Back in April, the Minister of Health, Ron Liepert, was in the front page of my daily newspaper, similar to the Lethbridge Herald, where he said that the facility has been cancelled and they're going to have to wait another three to four years. He said that in April. And at that time, you might have read where I've commented, quite surprising to me, where I said that the Minister of Health was full of gibberish was the word I used, and, uh, and I did. I thought that was a diplomatic statement, but yet reflected the true values of citizens and the senior citizens that I represent. That was in April in the front page of our newspaper. Now, if you can imagine, this is where the story starts, because here we are, I'm going to go back and tell a lady, senior citizens, there's one lady, she's uh, 101 years old. She lived in her home until she was 99 years old. And to be able, as an MLA, to go back and say, I'm sorry, ma'am, you're in an acute care bed, but you're going to have to wait until you're 105, according to the Minister of Health, because right now you're just simply too young. And his comment was that we are too young. Now, I was in Cabinet when we made the case saying that a a long-term care facility should be, and uh, it recognized also that uh, the acute care beds of 55 could be better used, and we could also provide the integrity and the dignity to our seniors. So what happened was I told the Minister of Health this face-to-face because that's my job and that's my responsibility as an MLA Because my bosses are the people in the constituency that I represent. Now, I say that because I've read in uh, different media that the Premier has fired me. The Premier has not fired me. It's the people of Fort McMurray who give me my job. and, And it's important to note that the Premier has not fired me, and I'll tell you why. 
because I'm going to be in the Alberta legislature on October the 22nd asking the Minister of Health and the Premier of Alberta questions on behalf of seniors and behalf of all Albertans on important issues that they value. And so, am I fired? I don't think so. Now, when I say that I met with the Minister of Health face-to-face when I said that he was full of gibberish, saying that now they decided we're too young a population, I visited the third floor of the uh, hospital and the fourth floor, and Charlotte Mitchell is 101. Um, she lived in her home till she was 98. Um, uh, Jenny uh, Flett, who uh, was a midwife you might have heard about, she uh, actually, sur- um, actually delivered over 400 babies in her lifetime, and she is also on an acute care bed. And, and there's many other seniors well over 80 years old that are sitting in our acute care beds. So I had a choice. I could sit and remain silent, or I could speak. And I chose to speak because I have to look myself in the mirror every night when it does, what do you believe is right? I shared the information with uh, both the Minister of Health and, uh, and to this day have not had the opportunity be, uh, to speak with the Premier because uh, what happened was on July the 17th, on a Friday, my wife and I and her two-year-old, we were leaving Edmonton to go back to our home. And I got a call at around 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I pulled off the side of the road Now, if you can appreciate, I said the Minister of Health was full of gibberish back in April. I got a call in July the 17th from the Premier of Alberta, Ed Stalmack, saying, Guy, I'm disappointed in you, and I'm kicking you out of the PC caucus. And he said, even furthermore, he said, uh, you're not invited to the PC caucus on Tuesday. I said to him, I said, well, I actually thought for a moment, like, he's got to be drinking. I said, Premier, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I, I've done nothing but represent my citizens in, in, uh, in, in Fort McMurray, no different than any other MLA in what they tell me. I said, the strength of our party has been representing MLAs know more of what goes on. Greg and Bridget know more of what's going on in this community than someone up in the Capitol. And it's really wise for the leader to listen to what MLAs say about what's going on in their community. I believe that, and I know you do as well. So he essentially said, he said, Guy, um, uh, no, uh, you're out of caucus. And I said, well, Premier, uh, in all due respect, you and I have sat in caucus together for 12 years. We have, uh, uh, I consider you a colleague. We've sat in cabinet together for eight years. And uh, I'm going to turn around and I'd like to come meet with you face to face to talk about what citizens have been telling me once again in Fort McMurray. He said, no, I, I I don't need to meet with you. I said, so my invitation of July 17th has always stood. Uh, We have not talked since that July 17th day. And uh, unfortunately, he, uh, he did not accept the invitation to want to meet with me. So I have never had a face-to-face. And I believe that Albertans believe in looking a person in the eye when it comes to decisions that are made about their government and about the bosses, the citizens of our community. And I said, Premier, do you want to think about this for a day or two? And he says, no. I said, well, I look forward to seeing you at caucus on Tuesday. And he says, no, you're not invited. So I'm very disappointed because I felt like I lost a colleague. 
uh, someone who I consider to be a friend for many years, on the strength of this province, which has been MLAs bringing the views of their constituents to the government. So basically, my wife said to me uh, about a week later when we were at our cottage, she said, Guy, I thought we were going to have a quiet summer. Well, it hasn't been so quiet, but uh, I can say that I can look myself in the mirror every night and I can go to the hospital and meet with that seniors that are on the third and fourth floor that are aging and that are not getting any younger, and that's a message to the Minister of Health, and, uh, and, and say with pride that I, I believe I have represented my constituents well, and I can only hope that the Premier and the Minister of Health will consider listening to what MLAs have been telling them, because that is our strength. Now, I wanted to say that um, uh, our seniors, wherever they live across this province, the situation in Fort McMurray, the long-term care was going to be $35 million. Presently, the 55 seniors in acute care beds are costing $55,000 a day, over $1.8 million a month, almost over $18 million a year. The actual long-term care cost of what it's costing today, the economic argument could be made that this facility could be built in under two years for what the cost is caring for them today in acute care beds. So if you think of the economics of this and, 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 and being sensitive to our seniors, you know, I'm looking forward to seniors being able to walk if they're able to or with the help of another to be able to walk out into an area in a long-term care facility that they can enjoy. And, and I believe uh, our city is not looking for any more or any less than other areas and, uh, that uh, I believe that we have a responsibility and the government has a responsibility to provide. But I, I want to say that um, there's, it's a funny thing that, um, that citizens from all over this province since July, I've received over uh, 2,000 letters I was quite amazed with the letters and emails I've received from Southern Alberta. And, and I want to thank, for many that I've met here today, I thank you for your, your consideration of taking the time to write. Because I want to let you know, my wife and I, uh, we would read the letters every night, and we tried to, are still responding to some of the 2,000, because, uh, you know, I'm basically an independent, and right now, between my wife and I, we are trying to do our best. And, and it, it was really interesting that um, uh, uh, my office in the legislature, it was quickly, the boxes were filled, and I came down to the legislature three days later, and I was very pleased to see that my office, the new office, it wasn't in the furnace room. I have to gov give the government credit for that, the legislature. It, it, it's close to the furnace room, but it's not in the furnace room, so... So I, I can only say that uh, democracy is something that, in my judgment, has a funny way of working itself out. And uh, you know what? Uh, I do believe that uh, in this particular situation, I, I am uh, going to be attending uh, the leadership review that's coming up in Red Deer uh, because I've been kicked out of the PC caucus, but I, I am an independent, and uh, I will be attending the leadership review. And, you know, one thing about democracy... Every 30 or 40 years, democracy works its way out. Thank you very much.
Thank you very much. Uh, we'll have lunch now and uh, be ready to ask some questions after lunch.